Welcome to Conscious Business, where entrepreneurs learn to master their mindset, conquer their fear, and step into their bigger game. Now, here's your host, Julie Zuzak. Hello and welcome. I am so glad that you tuned in today because we're going to talk about something really, really, really important. It's something that I've spent a lot of time thinking about lately, and if you haven't, then I guarantee that you will start thinking about this a lot after this episode. Trust me. What we're going to talk about today will explain why in the first five years, 80% of new businesses fail. And if you listen really carefully and you take the necessary steps today, and I'm going to give you some homework a little later on, then you're going to make sure that you're not part of that 80%. You're part of the 20% of businesses that actually make it. So here's a look at what you're going to learn today. First off, I'm going to tell you about a really, really important book that inspired this whole episode today. It's called The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. And I'm going to explain why you're really going to want to check out this book. In the second segment, I'm going to share some of the most important lessons from the book, things that I really, really want to make sure that you know. And then lastly, I'm going to deep dive into the three most important roles that you need to play in your business and why this is so important to know what these three roles are. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? Okay, so like I said in the intro, I'm really glad you tuned in today because this is something really, really, really important for entrepreneurs. And if you're already running a business, then I want to make sure that you're incorporating these concepts into your business. And for those of you who want to start a business someday in the future, well, you're in luck because you're about to learn something that is a complete game changer. You're gonna learn how to avoid some of the biggest mistakes that most entrepreneurs make. Now, since the beginning of running my business, I've always been really aware of the difference between working in my business and working on my business. And what I mean by those two things is working in my business is when I'm actually coaching other people or delivering services versus working on my business, which is going up to that 30,000 foot view and actually looking at every aspect of the business, like how I spend my time. What are the big picture goals that I have? What is the strategy? Now, when I read the E-Myth last year, it really made me see things in a completely different way. And it reminded me of this distinction between working on my business and working in my business. But it challenged me to go even deeper, to see exactly how important it was to differentiate between the two. So I have to confess, this was a book that I'd heard of, I don't know, a couple times, two or three times before I finally read it. And when I did, my mind was blown and I really, really, really wish that I had read it in the very beginning because there are a lot of things that I probably would have done differently. And I love reading and I love learning. And there's a few books that are absolute must reads for entrepreneurs starting out. 
And this is definitely one of them. If I had only five books to recommend people read before they start a business, this book, The E-Myth, would be one of those five. It's absolutely that important. Now, it helps to give context as to why so many entrepreneurs fail. And the book even starts out by telling us that stat, right? 80% of businesses fail within the first five years. And if you survive a small business that has managed to get through that first five years, don't breathe a sigh of relief, he says, because more than 80% of small businesses that do survive that first five years actually fail in the second five years. And that is so bloody heartbreaking, isn't it? You know, I was well aware of that first stat of the first five years, but I did not know about that stat and how it applied to the second five years. I guess I always assumed that if you made it through that first five-year hurdle, then you were in the clear, right? But apparently not. Apparently not according to the statistics. So I want to pause here for a second, and I want to say that I'm sharing these stats and these numbers not because I want to discourage you. I just want you to know how difficult it is, and I want you to make sure that you are on the right side of those statistics, right? My goal is to make you aware of what the odds are so that you can be focused on what you need to do to be successful and also avoid these big landmines that are going to pop up in front of you. Now, in this podcast, we talk a lot about having the proper mindset, doing what you need to do to be successful. And this book also shares a lot of critical information, a lot of things that you need to be doing, specifically spending time working on your business, not just working in your business. Now, I love Michael's perspective on taking ownership for what your business looks like. He says that your business, and I love this, he says your business is a reflection of who you are. If your thinking is sloppy, your business will be sloppy. Your business is a distinct reflection of who you are. If you are disorganized, your business will be disorganized. If you are greedy, your employees will be greedy. And most importantly, if you want your business to change, then you have to change. You need to change who you are, how you think, and how you act. For your business to change, you have to change because your business is a direct reflection of you. In this segment, I want to share some of the most important lessons that I learned from the E-Myth. And let's start with the title. So E-Myth stands for Entrepreneurial Myth. And let's explain exactly what that entrepreneurial myth is. Here goes. It is the belief that most people who start businesses are actually entrepreneurs risking their capital or investing their capital for profit. That's the myth. That's the part that's not true. That most people who start businesses are entrepreneurs risking capital for profit. But he says in reality, most people who actually start businesses are technicians 
or think of it as service providers. They are people who are good at their aspect of their job and so they go out and they start their own show or their own business. Now think of the word technician as the person who is providing the service. For example, it could be a graphic designer who is talented and loves what they do, so they start a graphic design business. A coach like me who loves coaching who starts a coaching business. A barber who opens up a barber shop. A musician who opens up a music shop. A photographer who opens up a photography shop. All right, the last piece I wanted to share is that there is a fatal assumption that is made. And here here goes. It is that if you understand the technical work of a business, then you'll understand how to run a business that does that technical work. All right, let me say that again. This is the fatal assumption. If you understand the technical work of a business, then you'll understand how to run a business that does that technical work. Now, this might seem a little harsh, especially if this is your first time hearing this concept, but think of it like this. The services that you deliver will only be a small percentage of what you actually need to do when you start out with your business. Now, this varies. It could be 20% for people. It could be 60%. But just because you are good at, you know, for me, just because I'm good at coaching doesn't mean that I will naturally run a successful coaching business because especially in the beginning, you've got to find a way to become known, become credible, to find clients. And so you could be the greatest coach in the world, but if you're not a good entrepreneur, you will not be able to run a business to be able to find yourself the proper clients. Now, think of it in terms of percentages. And if you don't focus your energy and attention on all the other things that need to happen in your business, then you won't have any customers to deliver your services to at the end of the day anyways. And in fact, Michael argues that rather rather than being their greatest single asset, knowing the technical work of their business becomes an entrepreneur's greatest liability. Now, this is a really, really important concept, one that I see happen a lot, especially when people don't start their business with a clear idea of their purpose. They'll start a business in a reactive way, right? Because they've been doing a job for a a certain number of years, they're either sick of their job or they don't feel appreciated by their boss, they don't like their boss, they don't like their culture, and somehow they think that they can do what they do at their job on their own and start their own business. Or another scenario I see is if a person is uh, working at a company where their time is being billed out to the clients and they know how much they might be being billed for, say $1,000, but that's nowhere near what they're taking home per hour, well, they might start to become resentful, right? And they'll think, well, I could go out on my own and make way more than I'm making now. And that is a huge misconception. Please don't ever start a business if this is the driver because it takes a different set of skills to run a business than it does to deliver the services of that business. The technical work 
of a business and the business that does the technical work are two totally different things. And this is really important. So the reality is that most people start businesses and they aren't actually really entrepreneurs. They're technicians. And this is why they struggle. This is why 80% of new businesses fail in the first five years because people don't have the right mindset and they don't focus their time and their energy on the right things or on properly building systems. Now, another important concept from this book is the need to focus on systems, one of my favorite topics. So the business is really systems dependent, not people dependent. This means having a clear idea of all the different functions in the business and how to systematize them. This is critical because it not only makes you more efficient, obviously, but it helps you to be more strategic. And in the book, Michael states that every single function, even business development, can be systematized and scaled. And in order to systematize things in your business, everything has to be documented, which might feel a little counterintuitive because your time is so precious and it might feel like there's more urgent things to be doing. But creating systems and structures is so critical because if you don't, you waste so much time and effort deciding what to do all the time. And another really important concept in this book is that there are three key roles, one, two, three, that you need to play in your business. And I'm going to talk about those three key roles in the next segment. All right, let's talk about this concept of the three different roles that you need to play in your business. Here's what they are. The entrepreneur, the manager, and the technician. All right, those are the three. The entrepreneur, the manager, and the technician. And I'll go ahead and explain right now what each three of those are and how they're different from each other. And as I go through and I explain these, I want you to really, really think about how this applies to you and to your business. Is this a role that you occupy? Or out of the three of them, is there one that is more dominant and more natural for you? Okay, so let's look at the first one, the entrepreneur. Now this is the visionary in us. This is the dreamer. The entrepreneur is our creative personality that is always questioning and thinking big and coming up with new ideas and solving problems creatively and loving new things all the time, loving shiny new objects, loving this chance to create something out of nothing. An important thing to know about this role is that in order to create, the entrepreneur does sometimes create a lot of havoc around them, which can be difficult for those who are working with the entrepreneur. The entrepreneur is dynamic and always sees new opportunities. Since the entrepreneur sees opportunities, they are typically living in the future. They hold the big dream of what could be possible. It was the entrepreneur, likely, who had the idea to start this whole new business in the first place and often holds the big picture vision of what's possible or of what could happen. So this is the first role, the entrepreneur. 
Let's talk about the second role. The second role is called the manager. And this role is responsible for the planning and the order of the organization. If the entrepreneur lives in the future, the manager lives in the past. Where the entrepreneur craves control, the manager craves order. The entrepreneur thrives on change and new and big ideas. The manager clings to the status quo. Now you likely have this part of you, the manager part, and it's likely the part of you that craves organization and structure and loves routines and loves to be efficient and batch things and theme your days. The manager is critical to the daily functioning and operating of the business. So this is the role number two, the role of manager. Now this leaves the last, but definitely not the least of the roles, the technician. This is the doer, the person who is delivering the services. So in our examples earlier, this would be the barber cutting the hair. This would be the coach coaching the clients, the graphic designer providing their art and design services. The technician is absolutely critical to the functioning of the business. If the entrepreneur lives in the future, the manager lives in the past, the technician lives in the present. Even the entrepreneur and the manager get in the technician's way. The entrepreneur is always throwing a monkey wrench into his day with the creation of yet another good idea. Now the entrepreneur dreams, the manager frets, and the technician ruminates and likes to think about things. Okay, so those are the three different roles that you need to play in your business. The entrepreneur, the manager, and the technician. So what do you think? Do you occupy all those three roles? And how much time do you spend on each of them? This is really, really important. And I want you to take this away. If you take away one thing from this episode, I want you to think about these three specific roles in your business. And in fact, I'm going to give this to you as homework. I want you to either reflect on this past week that we just had and estimate how much time you spend doing each of these three roles, or I want you to keep track in this coming week and take note of how much time you spend in each of these three roles, the entrepreneur, the manager, and the technician. Now, the goal is to be a nice balance between all three roles. But in the book, Michael says that the typical small business owner is actually only 10% entrepreneur, 20% manager, and 70% technician. So what about you? Does this feel like this aligns with where you are? And do you feel like you spend 70% of your time as a technician? then maybe it's time to really, really look at your balance of how you spend your time in your business. Now, this is the entrepreneurial myth. Most people who start businesses are actually not entrepreneurs. Most people are truly technicians turned business owners. I certainly am, I have to confess. And for me, uh, I started up my business 
in a brand new field. So I wasn't even, I was a newbie technician, you could say. If I had started my business in marketing and communications, then I would have been a true technician because that's really what my career was. That's what I was an expert in. So what about you? Are you seeing just how important this is for your business? Can you apply it to how you run your business day to day and what your activities are? So I really, really want you to take time to do this homework this week. Spend time noticing how much time you spend in each of these roles. And also, which of the roles are you most comfortable in? Because if you keep defaulting to technician all the time and you avoid playing the entrepreneur, then this is something that we really, really need to make conscious and then start to address. Because do you see how if you spend all your time in the technician role just delivering services that you never really get ahead and you only get burnt out? So I'm really looking forward to hearing from you guys in the Facebook group this week to see how much time you spend in each one of these roles. All right, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you are inspired by this book. You know, today we really just scratched the surface of the e-myth and there is so much juicy content in this book. In next week's episode, I'm actually gonna share three phases of a business that you go through and also share some other juicy details and tidbits from the book. So thanks for tuning in today and thank you for taking the time to think about working on your business, not just working in your business. This is, I have to tell you, my hand is on my heart right now. This is truly the one thing that differentiates entrepreneurs that succeed from entrepreneurs that struggle or fail. And I'm really glad that you're taking the time to learn all about this now when you can still implement this and really make a huge impact on how you run your business. As I read through this book last year, all I could think of was, why didn't I read this book sooner? I wish I had read it in year one because there's so many things that I would have done differently. So I am really grateful that you're tuning in and that you're learning all of this now. So I want you to have an amazing week and I look forward to hearing more from you about how this applies to your business and what you are ready to do differently in the future. Thanks for hanging out with The Corporate Yogi. Remember, being an entrepreneur can be intense and isolating at times. Don't do it alone. Become part of Julie's Facebook group called Conscious Business. And if you're really serious about growing your biz, visit thecorporateyogi.com and book a free strategy session with Julie today.